Thanks, Danny. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. It's great to see all of you. Before I uh, uh, get into my talk, I want to do a uh, Christmas, Christmas dinner survey. I know that tonight and tomorrow, mass quantities of food will be consumed, and so I want to find out what everyone's having. So if I say what you're having, give it a cheer, okay? Kids, you can help out. So who is having ham tomorrow or tonight? Ham was big last service. Must be a sale on ham. How about, this should be a big one. How about who's having turkey? Man, what is happening to the world? Uh, who is having duck? Okay, what about uh, chicken? There's some proud chicken. Who's having turducken? You know what that is, right? Chicken and a duck in a, uh, in a turkey. It's like a three-car crash. Okay, what about, this year we're, for the first time, we're having roast beef. Who's having roast beef? Just Matt. Okay, that's interesting. It's expensive. Uh, what did I miss? Salmon. Salmon. Well, okay, oh no, there's going to be a fight. Okay, so whatever you're having, whatever you're having, I hope you have a wonderful, uh, whether it's tonight or tomorrow, seriously, I hope you have a wonderful uh, gathering with your family, friends, etc. I'm going to be, uh, really, I'm finishing off our Advent series. Uh, Advent, the season of Advent are the four weekends uh, that lead up to Christmas. The word Advent means arrival. And this season, ramping up to Christmas, it's all about the, you know, uh, the preparation and anticipation of the arrival uh, of, of Jesus. And we, uh, the title of this series, you can see there, has been inbreaking that Jesus is coming to earth and he is on a mission. And the Bible paints lots of different pictures of, of what it is that Jesus has come to do. Uh, one of the things is he's a, he's a warrior. Jesus is a warrior come to rescue uh, prisoners of war. Uh, Jesus is a shepherd and he's come to find all his lost sheep. Uh, Jesus is, uh, uh, he's a husband. He's come to win back his wayward wife. And what I'm going to be looking at this afternoon or almost this evening is uh, Jesus is the light of the world and he's come to shine his light into all the darkness. And, you know, if you're at all familiar with the Bible, you know that this, uh, the imagery of light and darkness, you see it all throughout the Bible. Uh, in fact, the Bible starts uh, the very first recorded words of Jesus from Genesis 1, it says this, Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. And separated, it basically means that God, when he made light, that he, he, there's a distinction between light and darkness, that they're not the same thing. That light is superior to darkness. In fact, if you wanted to define darkness, the way you define it is darkness is basically uh, the absence of light. So it starts, the Bible starts referring to light and darkness, and then it ends. Uh, the last chapter of the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelations, it says this, and it's pointing towards this new earth that God is making. Revelation 22.5 says, And there will be no night there, no need for lamps or sun, for the Lord God will shine on them. Just imagine that. You know, that, that it says something about how awesome and powerful and glorious God's light is that we don't even need the sun, let alone Ikea floor lamps, which are really cool. So what I want to do this, uh, this evening is I'm going to be looking at two verses 
that were spoken before Jesus arrived, before he broke in. And these two verses were pointing to what's going to happen. What's going to happen when Jesus shines his light and breaks in? This is from the book of Luke, and it says this. It says, because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. So what happens when his light breaks in? Number one, his light comforts. His light comforts. And it says in verse 78 there, it says, because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us. Now, who do you think the morning light from heaven is? It's in church. What do you think the answer is? (laughs) Jesus. Jesus. Okay, come on now. Jesus is the morning light from heaven, and God is saying he is about to break upon us, to shine his light, and that's a good thing. Because what I just read, it says that without his light, we're stuck in darkness. And uh, as human beings, we weren't made to live in darkness, were we? We're not wired. We're not, we're not built for that. We are built, created to live in the light. And you think back to the, you know, the book of Genesis, back in the beginning, when God is creating this beautiful planet and he's making all these you know, amazing creatures, there were some creatures that God did make that, uh, and, and, and created them and wired them to live in the dark. They're very happy in the dark. They're very equipped to live in the dark, but not you and I. We, uh, we struggle in the dark. The dark can be a scary place. Now, don't, uh, don't put your hand up, but, and now you're like, statistically, uh, when it comes to being afraid of the dark, regardless of your age, more than 10% of the people in this room are afraid of the dark. Did you know that? Let's just turn the lights out for a little bit and see. No, but, uh, but you know, when I was thinking about that, of being afraid of the dark, I had a memory uh, come back to me. When I was uh, in my early teens, my parents were missionaries uh, in a country, Papua New Guinea. You probably consumed coffee from there, um, but it's just north of Australia, and we actually have a picture this is the house that I lived in when we were in New Guinea. And if you look off to your right, see those, uh, why don't we go to the next picture? See those big tanks? So in New Guinea, this is, you know, we're out in the middle of nowhere and we didn't have like, uh, uh, you know, sewer and water and all the different services and such that we have here, all the utilities. These are water tanks. And in the rainy season, the rain would come down and it would rain a lot and these bad boys would fill up with water and that was our drinking water. And the bigger one on the bottom there, it's like 5,000 gallons. These are massive uh, tanks. And in the dry season, uh, when it was necessary, the tank that would empty, typically is the bigger tank, uh, when it would get down to, I don't know, you know, just a little bit of water left in it, we would, in the dry season, we'd, we'd clean them out, right? Because they're almost empty. And I don't know how I got picked for this job, but I can remember as a, as a young guy being lowered into one of these tanks. Now, let me tell you, it's in the tropics. It's dark. You're sloshing around in water. And uh, I became, it became very evident to me very quickly that I was not built to, to you know, live in the dark. In those days, we didn't have the cool, what do you call them, head you know, lamps, head flashlights that you can buy that can like, light up you know, a whole state. Or uh, I didn't even have a flashlight. And if you'd strapped a heart monitor on my chest, as I was scrubbing it, the further I moved away from the opening, from the light, my heart rate 
would just like a little bunny would just go up. And I mean, the reason the dark is so scary is, well, it's because we can't see. And when you're in the dark, there's so much unknown, even in your own house that you know really well, when it's dark, don't you feel off balance? Right? There's just something about, uh, about the dark. And, you know, I can remember, I was talking to my parents last week, and I told them that I was going to be, I actually asked Dad to send this picture, and I said, hey, I'm going to be talking about this. And my mother goes, oh, Michael, do you remember when you found a dead rat floating in one of those tanks? And I thought, well, that's kind of, <laughs> I mean, that's scary on a few levels. One is, that's our drinking water. And that would explain why I have stomach issues even to this day. But also, can you imagine being in the dark, sloshing around water and having some hairy dead rodent wash up against uh, your leg? Uh, let me tell you, that's scary uh, if that's never happened to you. But it is. But there's so much about the dark that's scary because we can't see. And there's unknown, and there's things coming at you. We don't know they're coming at us. You know, when I look at life, I think that's one of the reasons why life can be scary. is because there are so many things that we can't see. There's so many unknowns. And, and again, we're not, we're not built to see those things. And I, and I would say that's one of the reasons why the light is so comforting. Because when the light, poof, when the light shines, the unknown beca- becomes uh, known. And I know that there are people here today that you may or may not be afraid of the dark, but there are situations in your life where you would say, uh, it feels like I'm in the dark in that situation. It, it's scary. I feel off balance. There's things coming and are hitting me that I didn't even know were there. And if you had a heart, you know, monitor on, there are things in your life where your heart races, whether it's because of fear or worry or whatever it is. But this Christmas, God wants to comfort you with his light. God wants to shine his light into your situation, whatever that may be. And his hope for everybody in this room is that you would uh, learn to say this. Listen to this verse out of the Psalms. It says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. And salvation basically means the one who saves me. So the Lord is my light and he's the one who saves me. So why should I be afraid? That's his hope for everybody in this room that you would come to that place to say that. And, you know, again, this Christmas, Jesus is coming to us and he's coming to shine his light into all the scary situations to shine his light, to, to uh, really to, uh, to help rescue us or save us from the things that are causing the fear and the worry. And that leads me to my second point. Two points. I wonder how many points he has. Well, you will see. Second point is this. Second point is his light exposes. Exposes. I, I thought it was supposed to be a feel-good talk. It's Christmas Eve. Well, stick with me. So uh, verse 79 I read earlier says this. To give light to those, this morning light from heaven that's about to break in, he's breaking in to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. See, the light of Jesus, when it shines on us, it reveals our true condition. And the Bible, again, a Bible paints another picture, and it paints a picture of of someone who follows God is someone, the Bible says, who's walking in the light. But then it also paints a picture of someone who's not following God or choosing not to follow God. 
Uh, that's someone who is walking in the darkness. That can be a scary place, right? You're off balance. The Bible says that Jesus is the light of the world and that the devil, that we have an enemy, and that our enemy, he's in the Bible, he's called the prince of darkness. And there's a battle going on. And God is poof, turning the lights on and the enemy is trying constantly to turn, uh, to turn the lights off. And here's, here's a helpful picture of what happens when or what it looks like when we walk in darkness. This is out of the book of Matthew. It says, when he saw the crowds, when Jesus saw the crowds, when the light was turned on, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. That's a picture of what it's like to walk in darkness. There's confusion. You're helpless. You're like a sheep without a shepherd. And uh, what happens to sheep without a shepherd? They end up in the Kroger meat department. <laughs> no. That's not what it says there. They, what happens to sheep without a shepherd? They're not protected. They're vulnerable. Right? They're wide open to attack. Sheep without a shepherd are lost because no one is guiding them. And one of the, the ways that our enemy attacks and, and misleads us in the dark is he works hard uh, to distort our picture of what God is like. Like, I know you've experienced that in the dark when you're looking at something and you're like, oh, what is that? And then you turn the light on, it's like, it's a pile of laundry, right? But you, you were like, that's Voldemort, <laughs> you know, but it's like something. And then you, you turn, the light comes on and you realize, oh, that's all, that's all it was. Well, see, the enemy loves to work in the dark because he loves to distort and twist, and especially he loves to distort the character of God, of what he's like. And I remember, I think it was back in my early teens or maybe late teens, I had a, something that God exposed in my life. And that was that I always, I just had this belief or understanding that Jesus loved me. This I know, for the Bible told me so. Uh, Jesus loved me, but God, my Father, he was angry with me. And disappointed with me. And it was sort of the, you know, the picture was God's like, why I oughta? And Jesus would jump between us and, oh, Father, don't, you know, don't, don't squish him. Give him a chance. Give him another chance. That's, I was in the dark, right? I was, my thinking about God was distorted. And I needed poof, the light to come on. I needed that, that, uh, that uh, thinking to be exposed, and you know, when you hear the word expose, I'm sure most, if not all the people uh, in the room right now, you would say expose is a negative word, right? Like not many people get up in the morning and go, I hope I get exposed today. I mean, I don't, I mean, I gotta, I'll stop there. But I, but you, but typically it's not something that's at the top of our list. But, but with God, with God to be exposed and what I mean is him shining his light on your life to, uh, to reveal, uh, uh, you know, your true condition with God. That's a, that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. When God shines his light on you and exposes anything, the purpose is to identify and remove from your life anything that is getting in the way of a relationship with him. When God shines his light on you, or on me, it's not to humiliate, it's not to condemn. What drives him cranking that light up on your life is his love. 
It's his, like, like what I read, it's his compassion uh, for you. And you, know, you have to think of it more like going to the doctor. I mean, I go to a doctor here in Sunbury. He's also a veterinarian, but uh, he's not, he's not. I just. But when I go to the doctor, and you know, it's not like we're buddies or anything, but here's something I totally believe about my doctor. When I go in for my annual uh, physical, I know that his heart towards me, if you will, his attitude towards me, his goal for my life is that I would be healthy. And so when I go into that little room and he comes in, I am like, crank up the lights, doc. Take a look me over. If there's anything in me that's unhealthy, expose it. I want it exposed. Because right? I trust that his, the reason he's checking me out is because he wants to make sure I'm okay. Listen, listen to this quote. As we become used to the idea that God is friendly and helpful, that he desires to strengthen, inform, and correct for our good as well as to comfort and encourage, and that he really does love us, then we can begin to pray heartily with the psalmist, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. See, I know that just like me, there are many people here that your uh, image of God is distorted, right? That the enemy is working hard to distort it, that he can't be trusted. And, and, you, know, and, and, and you know, he's really maybe to, to be avoided. But for uh, many of us, the greatest gift that we could give ourselves this Christmas would be to, you know, probably after the holidays when you have some time to get quiet, to get alone, uh, turn your phone off, or better yet, put your phone in another room, and just sit with God. Whatever you think of God, just sit there and say, God, search me. Shine your light on me. Is there anything in me that's hurting me, that's unhealthy? Is there anything in me that's hurting others? Is there anything in me that's coming between you and me. Anything that's, that's making it hard for me to follow you. And that leads to my third and final point. His light leads the way. Let me read that passage again, Luke 1, Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. Because of God's tender mercy, because of God's love for you and for me, uh, he's not angry, he's not disappointed. Because of his love for us, he looked down from heaven and he saw us struggling, afraid in the dark, you know, all off balance, stubbing not just our toes, stubbing our lives in the dark. And because he loved us, God sent his son, Jesus, to rescue us from darkness to light, from uh, fear to, uh, to comfort to safety. Uh, he's shining his light on us, lovingly exposing any beliefs or any a- a- activities that hurt our relationship with him. And then that one who has rescued us out of darkness, then he comes to each one of us and he holds out his hand. He says, now, come follow me. Let me walk with you for the rest of your life And let me teach you how to walk in the light. Let me teach you how to avoid the shadows, if you will. Listen to this verse. Listen to these words that Jesus said. This is John 14. Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
No one can come to the Father except through me. And you know, again, whatever you think about God, uh, aren't those words incredibly comforting? Right? I am the way, the truth, and the life. And what I mean by that, being comforting, I mean, just look at the world. Talk about a, a world that's off balance. Talk about a world where there's so much darkness and fear. So many people feel lost. And, and you know, there's like this, uh, this cry, no matter where, you know, on planet Earth, all around planet Earth, all the people, there's, there's, there's like this cry rising up saying, is there anybody who can lead us? Is there anyone who can lead us through all this darkness? And there's Jesus going, over here, come follow me. I know the way, and I know the way because I am the way. And what I love about Jesus is that his words to come follow him, it's, it's, not, just like, uh, it's not just an invitation to come and, you know, and, and, and embrace some rules, right? Come and just listen to the river on your radio station from here on out, okay? Jesus is inviting us to himself. He's saying, I want to walk with you. Right? However many days you have on planet Earth, I want to walk with you. It's a, he's inviting us into a real relationship with him where, he's, where he is close to us, where he's with us. And, you know, back when I, I can remember scrubbing those tanks, right, and I'm, and I'm in the dark, and probably the thing that was uh, the most comforting from, to me when I was in the dark working was the sound of my dad's voice. It was hearing, hearing his voice, right? And he was saying things like, I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> no, he, <laughs> he, he, did, he didn't say that. He, uh, but I, if, knowing my dad, he would have been giving me instructions. But even that, as I think back, it was comforting because the sound of his voice said, I'm not alone. The sound of his voice said, son, I'm close. I'm right here with you. And that is what, uh, as we get ready to celebrate Christmas tomorrow, the arrival of Jesus, the inbreaking of Jesus, that's what it's all about. God who loves us, who knows our struggle, all the stuff of life, has sent his son uh, to come and walk with us to be close to us, and better than just close to us. He has sent his son to come live inside you, which is a mystery, to come into your heart, to come take it, you know, the deepest place of you, to come and comfort you, to come and, and you know, teach you how to avoid darkness, and no, don't go there, yep, that's good. And, and he sent his son to come into our hearts to guide us to that, to that path of peace. Why don't we, why don't we stand up? You know, as I'm saying that, I, my hunch is that there's some people going, boy, oh boy, could I use that. Like, that's good news. If what you're saying is true, that's really good news. So how do I get in on that? Well, you know, really, it's, it, what it comes down to is starting a relationship with Jesus. And it really is very simple. Listen to this verse, last verse. Jesus said this. He said, I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me 
will no longer remain in the dark. Are you weary and tired of stubbing your life? Are you afraid? Is the fear uh, wearing you out? Well, then I have good news for you. Jesus is inviting you. He's inviting you into a relationship where he wants to come and, and, and walk with you. And it's, and it's really very simple. It's like the verse said. It just means you put your trust in him, which means it's, you take the step of belief that, okay, I believe you're there. I got a lot of questions, but I believe you're there. And I believe you care. And I believe that if this is true, if the message of Christmas is true, that means you are coming after me and you want to come and you want to help. So why don't we all close our eyes? I just want to give an opportunity before the band plays a final song. You know, if you're here tonight and you're like, I need this, I just want to uh, invite you to echo this prayer. And you can pray it out loud. You can just pray it inside. But uh, uh, Jesus, uh, you see everything in my life. And Jesus, uh, you know where I'm afraid You know where I'm off balance. You know where I'm out of control. Jesus, you know where I feel lost, and I I need your comfort. I need you to come and uh, guide me through the shadows. So Jesus, uh, I invite you into my heart, and I just, I wanna start a relationship with you. And you know, if, if, if you prayed that prayer, and I know it sounds real simple, but it really is that simple. But now it means from here on, you just, you start talking to them. But another really important thing is if you did pray that prayer, let someone know. If someone brought you, uh, let them know. Uh, if you live in this area and you don't go to a church, come join our church. We'd love to have you. If you're from another part of, of uh, you know... <laughs> Of this somewhere other than here. I don't know why I sort of hit a blunt. But find a church. Go to a church. Let them know you've just started a relationship with Jesus. Let them know that maybe you've just renewed that relationship. You know you've been wandering in the dark. But you also know, I want to be there. I want to walk in, in safety. So uh, sing along. JT and the Sunshine Band are going to lead us in a... Uh, <laughs> are going to lead us in a final song. And then I'll, I'll come on up and say a prayer.
Thank you for uh, just this season. Thank you for the story, the message of Christmas. That you're a God who didn't just stand at a distance and say, you know, figure it out for yourself. But you sent your son to help us. And I pray this Christmas that you would surprise each one of us, young and old. Surprise us of how cl- uh, with the truth of how close you really are. I just pray blessing over each one, each family. Uh, uh, just watch over us, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, hey, Merry Christmas, and uh, uh, enjoy.